How many chickens does it take to kill an elephant? Just one. Why? Is it got like a machine gun? I think it would uh, frighten the elephant to death, maybe. Like, it could start pecking at its... Dick. Sure, we'll go with that. I mean, trunk. <laughs> trunk, yeah. It's trunk? Yeah, he's trunk. Oh, trunk. Trunk. Um, I was going to say maybe a thousand. A thousand. Like, with razor-sharp beaks, trained to kill specifically elephants, like night and day trained. To be cold-hearted elephant killers. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. It's cold. to another episode of Weekend Chubby, episode 28. I am Krez, the curator, and with me, I guess as always now, not a guest uh, presenter, but a regular presenter, it's Margs. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back again. How's it feel to be a regular now, not just a guest? Oh, I feel honoured. You're legit. Absolutely honoured. Bonafide. Yeah. yeah. You're part of the team. I am. Welcome aboard. Yes, Let you. me shake you by the hands. Yeah. We're shaking hands. Yeah. For real. We're actually doing it. It's there we go. Hearty handshake. Hearty. Yeah. Yes. Lots of heart. Heart in it. Yeah. Yes. Good. Well, we're back. Um, it's our last part, part three of our Chubby Fringe uh, trilogy. And... So we're going to review some shows in a, in a bit, but we're also going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, feature a album by local Adelaide band, The Dunes. Yes. But before we do all that, we talk about what we learnt. So we'll do that shortly. But just to catch up, to see how you're going. How are you? What's been happening? I've been pretty well. Yeah. Um, bit tired. Yeah. Uh, menopause. Yeah. No, not menopause. Okay. The fringe. The, the oh, fringe has really, really taken it. It's been. It's been tough on me this year. Yeah, you're getting yeah. old. I am. Yeah. I am. Just the other day. Um, you're 45, aren't you? This year. Oh come on, man! No, no I'm still in my 30s. Oh, okay. Unlike some people. Oi. <laughs> um, but no, the other day Facebook uh, reminded me of uh, something that I posted eight years ago and it was my little um, rundown of uh, the, the, the fringe and festival period. Mm. So apparently um, I saw that. within 33 days I had attended seven festivals. One of those was the Fringe Festival and in that I saw 43 shows. Wow. And that's also when the Adelaide Film Festival was on, so I saw okay. five films there and there was there was gigs in there oh i would have gone to future music the sound wave women womad yeah yeah it was crazy what Um, were you like on drugs or how did you do that no i was just did you not sleep I, uh, there wasn't a lot of sleep involved. Um, but yeah, and this was working full time, doing community radio. Wow. It was, yeah, but I was still in my 20s back then. Well, so I think go. that's how I managed to. You had 20s I energy. I had that much energy, but mm. yeah, now not so much. Compared to this year, I mean, you still saw 
quite a lot. You saw about, what, 20? 20 Fringe shows. Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was exhausting. I only did 12 and I'm quite, I'm over it. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's been um it's been a great um, month and mm. um yeah it was to, really good glad to have a bit of downtime yeah I think I think I need it yeah well I'm really appreciative um to obviously you and uh, 3D Radio who have paid essentially or gave given us the tickets to go so no complaints in going at all I'm glad I did because I hadn't I think I mentioned in the early episodes I hadn't been to any fringe. Um, shows at all for at least seven years. Mm. So it was nice to get back into it. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it and I got to do it with you as well, which was fun. Yeah. So it's nice to have company. Do, do you think so? Because you've fringed a lot by yourself I've, in the early days, you were saying, I before did. we reported. Yeah. So um, years ago, sort of, uh, I would I would go on my own because that's um, you, you could only request one review ticket, so they've changed it a bit. Mm. Um, but it is great um, going with with company. Mm. Um, it was great seeing you know 12, 12 shows with you. Yeah, you know, I took my mum and um, she saw a few with me as well, and you know, she loved them. Um, you know, she always just. Uh, I, I picked the shows and she's always really happy. So, yeah, was, it, it was great. Um, but how have you been? How have I been? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, good. A little yeah. tired. Yeah. Um, I had a well, not rough night, but I had a little bit too much sauce last night. Oh. And so I'm a little bit, uh, yeah, bit of that. Yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm okay. I had, some, I had a few coffees and yeah. I think I'm ready to go. But Good. Yeah, whatever. Round two. Round two? Round two. Oh, yeah, round two. Well, yeah. Of the two. weekend, yeah. maybe. Yeah, why not? But, yeah, I've been well. Just working um, mainly mm-hmm. um, and not fridging anymore. So that would be nice to have a break. But I've um, – it would be good to be reflective of our time in the fringe a little later in the show. But, yeah, I've been well. Can't complain. Can't complain. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, shall we begin? Yes. Well, we've begun. Shall we continue with the first bit? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So each and every chubby, we talk about what we learnt this week or what we've learnt recently, what we've learnt this know, month or since the last chubby. Um, so, you're looking out the door. Is there something there? No, it's Should right. I be looking? Are no, you, no, no, no. You're freaking right. out. You're like looking at the spider on the roof. You're looking outside. What's going on? I think it's just, okay. don't worry. Just being parent. Oh, yeah. Have you, uh, um, anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> the I know, answer I know is no. I know the huntsman's kind of freaking you out. It is. I've assured you that huntsman's are more or less safe. Yeah. And they're good to have. Still looks scary. Yeah, no, no, but I want to keep it. It's my pet now. I had a huntsman once many years ago. Someone killed it. I hope they're listening because I wasn't happy about that. Um, but anyway, I understand why they did it, but I wasn't wasn't thrilled. Okay. Yeah. See, my, my mate had a huntsman. When he was in uh, he was in a share house, me, me old mate Josh was in a share house when he was about 19 with uh, three of our mates. And they had a massive huntsman called Harry, I think. I think I called mine Harry, but I might change his name to Horace or something. Like, you know, Horace the Spider. Or was it Boris the Spider? Boris. Boris. All right, we'll call it Boris. 
By the Who. By the Who. Awesome song. Um, I, I'm going to redub that bit. And it's, it's now Boris. Boris the Spider. I, I did call him Harry Potter to sort of ease you a bit. Fuck that. Boris. Anyway, so that had a massive spider. Massive. Like the size of my hand. Now, my hand's not massive, but it's like big for a spider. Yeah. Like if you saw that, like you think, yeah, pretty scary. And it was, it was kind of intimidating, but they kind of, they befriended it. They used to feed it little flies and stuff. It'd keep all the bugs away. And he told me one time he went to the letterbox to get a letter and he felt something fairy and it was Harry. But it didn't do anything. It was just the friendly household spider. So that's what I want. I want, my, I want Boris to be my friendly um, household spider thing. Trying to do a friendly neighbourhood spider man. Thing. Yeah, as yeah. long as it stays in the corner and doesn't move. So good. Sure, we'll feed it later. Sure. <laughs> I think there was a daddy long legs down at yeah, the bottom of the floor there, yeah. so we could Look, always I do, do that. Do not like spiders. Okay? I can, I can see creepy crawlies, yeah. spiders, snakes, lizards. Not my thing. And look, normally I'm with you on that, but it's a huntsman, and they're like they're like our friend. Yeah, not my friend. They look gnarly. And they take care of business with the other spiders. So they see a redback or some other nasty, they fuck it up. They fuck it up. They eat the shit out of it. Okay. And then, all right, it's happy. Unless you piss it off, then it will jump in your face and eat it. But don't piss it off. You'll be fine. Anyway, this is a long-winded way of getting to what we learnt this week. I guess you learnt this week that I like having a huntsman. Yeah. That I've always kind of wanted one since my... Um, best friend's experience. Um, but I wanted to talk about something. That, honestly, I don't know a terrible amount about. I've only heard like antidotal sort of stuff. But um, in this age of Me Too, which has its merits, obviously, um, but also has its con- has some concerns, which I'll, I'll bring up. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Michael Jackson. Uh, documentary that's recently come out. I believe it's played on 10. Mm-hmm. It's called Leaving Neverland, and it's um, a documentary um, mainly based around uh, two um, gentlemen who were uh, friends of Michael Jackson when they were kids, and they've come out with allegations of sexual abuse um, against Michael Jackson, and apparently, I mean, it goes for four hours, so I'm not sure yeah. if it's divided into episodes. Yeah, so it was um, a two-part documentary. Okay. Um, have you seen it? I haven't seen okay. it, no. Um, so it was, I think, first screened in the States or first released in the States, uh, I think, earlier this month or, yeah, a few weeks ago, and uh, it was screened in Australia on free-to-air telly last weekend. Um, uh, I think it was... Saturday and Sunday night. Um, no, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. And I've got to be honest, I haven't been compelled or had any desire to see it really. Um, my, What's your stance on Michael Jackson? Look, I've never really been a fan. Okay. Yeah. Even Thriller, Off the Wall? Yeah. No? No. So I was a fan when I was younger. I was more a Prince guy. I was really into Prince when I was young, like early teens. Uh, early to late teens. And um, I had friends who went to Michael Jackson. I like Michael Jackson. I grew up around the Dangerous album period, so, you know, Black and White, mm-hmm. Jam, um, Remember the Time, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so that was about the time where allegations were coming out about Michael Jackson. 
of child sex abuse. And um, I guess as an adult, like uh, as a really young kid, I really liked Thriller. That's when I was about five that that yeah. video clip came in. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as an adult, I really enjoy his music, his older stuff particularly. Not so much. I've got that. I've got a few albums of his on um, vinyl, including um, Thriller, obviously, and and Bad. But um, I'm not. I don't really have any skin in the game. I'm not. I'm not a, a okay. su- necessarily a supporter or defender of Michael Jackson. I certainly like, don't think of myself as a defender of uh, or, or, or an or a apologist for anyone who commits heinous sexual crimes such as child abuse. Um, but what why I wanted to bring this up was recently, and this is really weird because I don't really talk about topical stuff, yeah. um, but recently it was announced like a couple of days ago that The Simpsons were no longer going to release um, or or play or, or air an episode, an early episode, I believe it's from season three. Um, I, I think it's called, um, something about my, my absolutely, my, it's one of the most well-known early Simpsons yeah. episodes where a, a uh, home Simpsons locked up for wearing Stark a picture. Stark Raving Dad. There we go, Stark Raving Dad. Uh, Homer Simpson's uh, basically pointing to, to a nut house because he's wearing a pink shirt because someone maybe bar accidentally coloured it. I don't know. Yeah. Was it Bart's fault? Yeah. You, oh, watch his red his, hat. Yeah. His red hat. Made his shirt pink. Everyone thought he's nuts. So um, he lo- got gets um, in, um, asylumized. I don't know. That's not a word. But he meets this guy who's huge, um, presumably Caucasian, even though he's yellow, but they're all yellow. This Caucasian yeah. in the Simpsons world is yellow. And he believes he's Michael Jackson, so he sounds like Michael Jackson. Yeah. He acts like Michael Jackson, and then eventually this guy comes home with Homer, and yeah. you know, and it's uh, Michael Jackson isn't credited, but I believe Michael Jackson did the voice, yes. but he didn't do the singing. They got an impersonator. I think Michael Jackson wanted to be um, incognito on this particular episode. So the Simpsons' response to this. Um, I have to, from what I understand, because I've, I've heard, I've, re- I've watched and I've read some reviews on the um, Leaving Neverland documentary. Um, from what I understand, um, it's a fairly one-sided argument. It's these two, well, not an argument, they're the persuasive uh, uh, claim that these um, two Gentlemen have claimed that Michael Jackson have sexually, has sexually abused them, and and that they give a compelling um, viewpoint, yeah. um, but it's not a rounded viewpoint. You don't get other sides to the conversation. It's only one sided. Yes. Um, now I don't know whether, obviously, I don't know whether these these men were abused as children, and if they were, that's horrible. Um, but my my concern, I guess, came with, well, we're going to pull this episode. The Simpsons have decided, the powers that be in the Simpsons have decided, they're, gonna, they're not going to air this episode. They're basically going to pretend it doesn't exist for all intents and purposes. Um, any future DVD releases, uh, it's not going to feature on all this sort of stuff. It's To me, it's a form of censorship. For me... Having grown up with that episode, it's um, it's a piece of art that is is recognisable. It's it's enjoyable, 
Um, but it, I'm, again, I'm not necessarily attached to it, but it's, it feels a bit like overkill. Like, mm-hmm. but it's a knee-jerk response, I feel, to um, something we've only heard one side about. Now, obviously, Michael Jackson has a history of claims um, being made against him. I don't know. I think there was like maybe two that were quite big mm-hmm. um, that were publicised. Yeah. Um, I understand his house was raided by the FBI at one stage and he was um, personally, you know, investigated, like he was stripped and yeah. and um, all this sort of stuff. Um, and they found nothing. There was no child pornography. There was nothing incriminating. He was never found guilty of any claims. I think there was some out-of-court settlements, yeah, which right. I think people automatically think, okay, well, there must be some guilt attached. Mm-hmm. But... From what I understand about the legal processes, it's sometimes it's just easy just to go, well, fuck it. Um, I got a, I've got a fuck, butt ton of money. Um, I want this to go away. It's just easy if I just yeah. hit, ha, you know, take a loss, get rid of these people, and just move on with my life. But, yeah, on the outside, that might appear um, that he um, is, has some sort of guilt attached. And, again, look, I'm not I'm – not, protecting or arguing for Michael Jackson. Maybe maybe it was hush money. Maybe it was a way of just dealing um, um, with the with the problem and like and getting rid of it for, yeah. you know, whatever, because he's a beloved um, celebrity. But, yeah, my concern is in this sort of day and age, even though there's some good coming out of, like, the things like the Me Too movement, there's um, – con- my concern is um, – we may be a bit too quick to um, protect the um, the uh, alleged victims. Um, victims and not be willing to see the, the full picture. And that's all I'm kind of putting out there is like, well, let's let's see a, a whole a fully rounded um, conversation, which obviously is difficult to do since Michael Jackson is dead yeah. and has been dead for a long time. Um, the other things that have come out, again, I haven't seen this. I've got no desire to see it. I just felt like I wanted to talk about it in relation more to, so to this Simpson episode. Yeah. Um, but before I go on, and I've been ranting a bit, what, what, what's your thoughts? Um, well, look, regarding the documentary, um, it's not just the – supposed victims um there's also ex michael jackson staff okay yeah who um have their say the, the, and there's the cook and the maid and there's a yeah few. Oh, there, there's a few so, um, some Cluedo, so yeah um, and um I, I think i did read somewhere that you know at, at the point of you know the supposed um abuse um the, the staff were just too afraid to speak out hmm. um yeah, because they obviously like working Yeah. The perks, etc. Sure. Um, I mean, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if it happened, that's just a- absolutely abhorrent. Um, absolutely. It's, but then then you got to wonder, well, if, if you're coming out now, and I get it, I can understand it'd be quite in- – well, I can't really understand, but I can imagine it'd be quite intimidating – um, working for like the biggest musician yeah. arguably in the world, and 
feeling like you probably don't have the resources behind you if you wanted to, to speak out mm. against someone as big as Michael Jackson who could probably, mm. if he wanted to, probably snuff it out pretty quickly with all his resources. Um, but it does, there is some suspicion in it happening now, particularly around those the two. One of the gentlemen who um, uh, has been, have come out and spoken out because he has, um, it's been shown that he's been quite a supporter of Michael Jackson even up until his death. Um, so, and then there's the money, um, the, you know, the, the, the claim that they want billion, billions of dollars mm. in compensation. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things that seem a little suspicious about the motives, maybe of at least one of the gentlemen. Right. Um, so I've I've heard I've heard both I've heard people say, "Look, I've been really moved by the documentary. I feel for these guys. I'm sold on their their claim." And then there's the other side that's saying, "Hey, this is only one sided. We're not hearing from Michael Jackson's estate relatives." It's um, easy to to create a piece of uh, film that you know with editing and music will make Michael Jackson seem like the, um, a lot bad badder than what he what actually was, or like condemn yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so easy to um, condemn a man who's who can't defend himself. Um, so I mean, whether he did or didn't. It's hard to say. Obviously, if he yeah. did, horrible. Um, but if he didn't, as equally horrible but on the flip side. Mm. Um, we don't really know, so we can't really no. make a claim. So why are the Simpsons pulling a, a beloved episode? Well, it, um, it's the producer of the... Um, Is that Matt of Gron- Gronin? Is that him? No, so it was um, Al Al Jean. Okay, I think it was um, the producer. Um, he um, he's opened up about the decision to remove the episode. Okay, and his reasoning behind it is that um, he believed that Jackson used this episode to groom boys. That's why he's decided. But why? To what's he basing that on? What experience or what what evidence is he basing that on? The documentary on the documentary, which Pure. is one sided, yep, and doesn't doesn't do anything to offer any defence of Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Um, I mean, it, it'll it, be- it seems it seems like a knee jerk reaction, yeah. and it's, I'm, you know, I have a concern with that. It makes me wonder about the critical thinking abilities of the larger world. You can't just base a decision on one side of an argument. Um, Another interesting thing um, is that radio stations have started, in Australia, have Mm. started pulling um, Michael Jackson's music from their playlists. Based purely on this documentary. documentary. So, it's... I mean, to me, it's it's fueling... Um, an, an argument against against Michael Jackson, which again isn't it has no evidence. Yeah. It, it's people talking at this stage, yeah. and again, I don't want to minimise if if he did these things. I don't want to minimise the the um, the the trauma that 
these people may be going through if it happened. And that's the big word here is, is if. Did he do this? Nobody knows for sure except for the people involved if yeah. it happened. So why are people pulling songs, pulling episodes? Mm. It seems ridiculous. It reminds me of uh, back in the 60s, um, the Beatles and John Lennon made that uh, oh, remark that um, they're bigger than Jesus mm. and all of a sudden everyone started burning um, Beatles records yeah. and, you know, memorabilia, etc. Yeah. 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 That's so, uh, any, any final thoughts on that? Um, I don't think it's over yet. I, no. I think this is uh, – it's, it's, it's an ongoing um, saga, I think. Yeah. And uh, from what I understand, the uh, Jackson family uh, sort of steering clear of it. Um, Paris Hilton, his daughter – not Paris Hilton. It's apparent, no, Paris – not Paris Hilton. Paris Jackson – no, not Paris. Um, what's her name? Is her name Paris? It is Paris. Yeah. Paris Jackson has responded to some tweets, and she's basically saying, well, she's staying out of it. you just got to make up your own decision. She's probably sick to death of trying to say the same things over and over again, which her, her stance has always been, that's been fantastic. He's been not, nothing but a wonderful person. A lot of other people, including McCulkey Culkin, who was very much um, – in Jackson's life at a time when he was being accused of mm. um, child sex. That's right. Um, allegations has always defended Michael Jackson, saying he was nothing but a friend and it seemed really normal to me and I've never had any um, um, experiences that were anything but good. Yeah. And so have other people. So it's there's nothing – it's hard to make – if you can't make it – if there's no proof, one one way or the or the other, why are we censoring a man who's potentially innocent? I mean, okay. this is an argument that you could passionately argue either side. But my concern, I guess, hopefully, what's coming across is not defending possibly a a um, a an abuser or condemning um, alleged. Um, abusees, but my concern is around censorship. Yep. Largely based on one side and not a full, fully rounded um, exploration. That's all my concern is. But that's what I learned this week. And look, again, I've got to say, I haven't seen the documentary. I've got no intention to. Um, my my reasoning for wanting to talk about this was purely to do with the Simpson episode. I didn't know about the the songs being pulled as well mm. just in, until you just mentioned it then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So make up your mind. If you want to tell us your thoughts, you can email us at um, Iconic Evil um, or, you know, post us on, on our social media. But, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what other people thought about um, this particular documentary. Uh, there has been a follow-up. To this, um, uh, Oprah Winfrey, who's still doing stuff, I guess, it's not really retired, has done an, uh, a, a TV special called After Neverland where she actually talks to um, the, the director and the two main chaps mm -hmm. about um, the, the, the film yep. and, I guess, the aftermath and all that sort of stuff. I guess... Uh, she had a very popular episode with Michael Jackson back in the yeah. 90s where she 
like it was a special episode. I don't think it went for a good while. Mm-hmm. Um, where she went to Neverland Ranch and spent time with Michael Jackson and, you know, asked him questions like, why do you grab your crutch when you sing and all this sort of thing? So, you know, yeah. I don't know if she has a particular stake or, or um, whatever. She's usually a fairly balanced journalist, I find. I don't know. I don't know. I thought clear. everyone loves Oprah. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah no, she, she'd be, I don't think she'd have a bias per se. I don't know. But maybe it might be worth checking that out too if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Should we keep going? Sure. All right, let's keep going. You can like, comment, and follow us on our various social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Just search Iconic Evil and keep up to date with the latest news coming from our various shows. Thanks for listening. When I say MCU or Marvel Cinematic Universe, what do you think of? What comes to mind? MCU. Yes. That means doesn't mean much to me at all. So Marvel Cinematic Universe, what does that mean? Well, Marvel, yeah, comics. So co- comics yeah. come to mind. What some sort of characters come to mind when you think of Marvel comics? Marvel, the Hulk. Yep. Um, Spider Man. Yep. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. The Avengers. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. yeah. What's your, do you have any experience with um, – did you read comics when you were younger? Did you read any Marvel – Oh, look, I've probably read my entire stuff. life maybe two comics. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, what were they? Yeah. Well, oh, oh I think it was Spider-Man. Okay. I think it was – So you're familiar yeah. with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, um, I have – I saw Spider-Man uh, – Oh, a long time ago. Was it with Tobey Maguire? Yes, that one. That one? Yep. The, f- the very first one with the yes, Green Goblin? the very first with, one. With um, William Defoe as the bad guy? Mm-hmm. He looks like a Power Ranger when he dresses up? Yeah. Yeah. Did so, you- I, I quite, from memory, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Quite like, I, I, yeah, I was kind of like dragged to see it and I didn't know whether I'd like it, but I did. Um, pretty sure that I saw the Avengers... Was it like five years ago or something? Oh, the the I one think it was with the, yeah, yeah, with uh, Captain yeah. America and Thor, Iron Man, I think the so. Hulk, Invasion of New York. There was a thing called a Tesseract. Loki was the yeah, bad guy. No, I don't seem to okay. remember that. So maybe just, not. Just, okay, so very minimal experience with comic yes. books in general. Mm. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So is the the. The 21 movies that have come out to date um, with either highlighting one character or a group of characters from the Marvel Universe, comic book universe, and um, and they're all stories that are either loosely or very firmly linked together, um, designed to – oh, well, you can you watch them individually. Like maybe the, the Avengers ones, you might want to watch the, the individual ones to get a bit bigger picture – particularly the latest one, um, but mainly designed that you can watch them solely as they are and enjoy them and not get too lost, but have enough little 
tidbits in there for you if you uh, have watched the previous movies. Mm-hmm. So obviously Marvel's comics, I think, started in the 30s. Stan Lee, um, who had recently passed away as one, one of the, I guess, founders, creators, um, credited for creating most of these characters or having some sort of stake in creating mm-hmm. the characters of, like, the Fantastic Four, where that was, I guess, the first big um, comic book um, Heroes. Yeah, basically. And then from there you get like the X-Men, Spider-Man, Hulk, mm-hmm. Thor, all those sorts of movies. So you're, it's safe to say you're pretty unfamiliar with a lot of that, yeah? Yeah, never really had interest in it. No worries. But you have watched, I have made you watch a couple recently. Yes. So we watched um, Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And you hadn't watched any Thor. No. So that's the third Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched Doctor Strange. Um, and recently we watched uh, Captain Marvel. Yes. So, so far you've watched three. I'm going to read out the list of movies. So, there's, like I said, there's 21 and they're divided into three phases. Okay. So, phase one is Iron Man. So this started starts ten years, well, just over ten years ago, um, in two thousand and eight. Iron Man, and so if if you've seen them, let just say yeah, I've seen that one. So we've got Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk. It's got Edward Norton. He plays the Hulk, but that mm-hmm. he's changed later. He's swapped out for Mark Ruffalo in the later movies. Okay. Um, Iron Man Two, mm-hmm. Thor. That's my coffee machine. Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. and then the Avengers. And you said you might have seen the Avengers. Yeah. But you don't seem to recall. Yeah? Yes. Yep. So have maybe seen the Avengers. Maybe. That's phase one. Okay. Phase two. Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, so part two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Angel Voltron, so Avengers Part 2. Ant-Man. Maybe it was that Avengers that I saw. So the so with the Age of Ultron's got the robot bad guy, called Ultron. And then lots of other robots in there. Um Ultron's. Oh, no, okay. I obviously wasn't too thrilled by it. Okay, no worries. Um yeah, I should probably state you're not really into a lot of mainstreamy stuff and no. in comic book stuff you're not really into. As you mentioned, you've only read, read two comics. Yeah. But you're kind of open to it. Like the movies we saw, you'll talk a bit about like what you thought of them, but you seemed on the outside to be some a little, at least a little entertained. Yeah. You weren't bored. No, okay. no, definitely not. So the third phase, which includes the movies we've seen, uh, Captain America Civil War, so that's the third one. Uh, Doctor Strange, seen. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Spider Man Homecoming, so that's with, um, not with, um, what's his name? Maguire. Maguire, so he was in three Spider Man movies, directed by Sam Raimi, but famous for directing Evil Dead, Evil Dead 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not part of the cinematic universe. Or neither are the um, amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield. They're not part of this. So, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Thor Ragnarok, you've seen, Black Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, so part one Mm -hmm. of the two-parter, 
Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel you've seen, and obviously you haven't seen Avengers Endgame because it's not out yet. Okay, so you've seen three out of 21 movies. Are you bored? Did you, are you bored? You're <laughs> no, yawning your head off. You're no, bored I'm even not. just talking about no, these. No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. Get on with it. All right, I'll get on with it. <laughs> Sorry to bore you. Yeah, I'm not boring. <laughs> okay, I've, I've lost my thing now. You, you threw me. All right, so there's three phases of 21 movies. Now, what we're going to do in the leading up to... Well, okay, question. Why are there three phases? Why um, is that divided? Good question. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just... It's, why isn't it five phases? Why isn't question. it just two? Okay, I just said I don't know. Okay. So, okay, good. Sure. Can I move on? Yeah. Can I move on? Yeah. All right, good. Snippy. I think I need a new co-host. Um... So what we're gonna, I was well, what I was about to do was gonna talk. I don't know. Now I've lost my spot. You kind of fucked me up. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be sorry. Um. All right. So we'll go back to the movies you have seen. So you've seen uh, Thor Ragnarok. What did you think? It was good. I enjoy, I thought it was a good story. Um, the action was good. The effects. Sorry. You went in cold. You yes. had no idea. You no know, idea. You I was, was entertained. I was entertained. Did not look at my watch once. You so. know, Hulk was in it. No. You knew nothing about it. You didn't even know, you didn't know who Loki was. You knew nothing at all. No. And you had a good time. Yeah, And I you did. could follow it yeah, reasonably yeah, it's easy, well. Yeah, easy to follow it. Excellent. What was that one you saw? Uh, Doctor Strange. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. It's good as well. Good as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 I, I enjoyed, I did enjoy watching the films, which, you know, makes me think, why haven't I seen these films, right. you know, previously? And it's made you kind of curious about yes. this. Yeah. And so we come to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so which you, we saw at the Do you pictures. have anything other than it was good to ship back? I'm getting in death stare. <laughs> no, you're not. Um... I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the fact that there was a, um, you know, the leading character was female. Mm-hmm. Um, is that important to you as a as a female that uh, you have uh, there's representation of a female superhero, particularly leading a movie? Because that obviously that's been the talk around this movie. It's been mm-hmm. the it's the twenty first movie, and it's only at this movie that we have lead female character. Yeah. We have we've had female characters in these with uh, Black Widow and Scarlet Witch, to name a couple, and yeah. it's often been said that you know Black Widow deserves a movie, and she is getting one apparently. Um, yeah. So, what's your thoughts on that? How do you feel as Look, a, a woman and someone watching these sort of, I, I guess, movies that are generally watched males? I guess, yeah, mostly. Look. Personally, um, I don't mind if it's a male or a female, but I think um, it's, you know, it would be great for, uh, I mean, these films, what are they generally rated? Oh, like right. PG? Between or PG and M. M, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, for, um, for you know, teenage girls and, you know, young girls, I think it's great for them to, you know, be able to go to the movies and, you know, have a female, you know, um, character that they can, you know, look up to in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just, 
you know, a boys' world out there. Mm. Um, you know, women can kick ass and do. And I think what they're talking about a different cinematic universe, the DC cinematic universe that's got that hasn't done as well as Marvel. They've they've tried to do replicate the Marvel model with um, the Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, uh, the Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. We've seen Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, where in that sort of world, a couple of movies have done really well. The rest have been really disappointing. Um, what Wonder Woman did, though, um, not off, just offer a pretty good um, superhero movie. Just real quick, have you seen it? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, no. the new one. It's, it's not too bad. Um, but it, what it proved is that there is an audience that wants to see, um, superhero, female superhero characters. And also with Black Panther, that was the first African American, or, or person who is actually African. But, uh, I guess what the Americans would say, a person of color, uh, led movie, which was really successful. So hopefully what that, that's, Putting out there in Hollywood land is that there is uh, an audience, a big audience, willing to watch um, female-led or a non-Caucasian male-led um, superhero movies. Um, so it, it was interesting to hear that from you. That sort of seems to be the, the discussion in the ether, anyway. Um, shall we do? A, I guess we're kind of doing a review, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Final thoughts on Captain Marvel, having not seen the, the other movies and not knowing really where that leads, because it does kind of lead into the next film, the big Avengers film, which is the second part of Infinity War, which is called Endgame. Um, yeah, final thoughts. Well, seeing the film, um, I really enjoyed it and I'd like to see more in the series. Yep. It was in- enjoyable. Um, yeah. Was it corny? I mean, that's one thing I think that, um, yeah. you know, sometimes you know, comic book films or blockbusters, uh, I just sense, once I sense a bit of cheesiness or whatever, that, that just, I start. I guess um, what tends to be is staying away. the consensus is when they get to serious, other than, say, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, when they get either too serious or go in one of either directions too serious or too out there, a la Fantastic Four mm-hmm. um, of past. I don't know if you ever saw those Fantastic Four movies. Um, mm-hmm. Had Jessica Alba. Um, actually, Chris Evans was in there. He plays Captain America, but in these other in these uh, Marvel movies, but he played uh, the Human Torch in those two movies. Um, that they're not as enjoyable as, say, these Marvel movies where they kind of embrace a bit of humour about what they're doing, but there's still a sense of seriousness mm-hmm. attached to it. It's, yeah. it's grounded, but it's like, hey, we know we're a comic book movie at the same time. Um, embrace the corniness uh, or, or the, you know, the comic book-ishness of, 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 of what they are. Um, I, I didn't mind it. I think generally out there in the world it's, it's considered like, ah, it's an okay movie. It's it's great that's female led and all that sort of stuff, but yeah. as a as a movie on on its merits as a movie, it's fun. Yeah, it's not the best offering from the cinematic universe, but it's um it, it's fun. You you'll have a good time with it. Yeah, and that's how I tend to find it too. I I had a good time with it. There's some things I was like, eh. um, that's you know having watched all these movies, 
there's some things in there that um, I won't spoil or say at the moment because we're going to talk about how you're going to be watching these maybe. Um, yeah, there's some moments that were like, oh, okay, well, that that's a pretty piss weak explanation for, say, how how Nick Fury lost his eye because it's kind of built up to be a really <laughs> big thing, but it turns out it's just a, a alien cat that doesn't yeah. spoil. Um, but anyway, it's fine. We'll give it a rating in our review section in a moment. But what this is leading to is a bit of a challenge for you. So before the last, or sorry, before the latest uh, Marvel installment, which is Avengers, Avengers Endgame, second part of a two-part Avengers movie, um, you're going to attempt at least to watch as many, if not all, the movies that you haven't seen in a reasonably short amount of time. So what I'm going to offer... How short? Well, we don't know yet. We'll have to work it out. Okay. Okay. Well, before... Okay, hang on. (laughs) When does uh, Avengers Endgame come out? So 24th of April. It's at this stage. It's the 16th of March. It's doable. About five weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to have to marathon it, and I'll do it with you. So what I thought we'd do, I'll be realistic. As someone who has been entertained by what you've watched, but maybe you might lose a bit of steam, I thought maybe we'll just divide it into the, its phases, okay? Okay. For what, whatever reason why it's divided into phases, we don't we don't really care about that. We'll, we'll just focus on the phases. So we'll watch phase one, mm-hmm. which is Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, and The Avengers. Okay, so that's what, six movies. Right. And we'll see how we go. Okay. Now we'll also what we'll do is we'll do a movie commentary for one of the mo- one of those movies that you like the most. Whatever that movie is, it can be anyone except for Iron Man because we've already done a commentary. Not you and me, but mm-hmm. Danny, Danny and I did one ages ago for Iron Man, so you can't do that one. Okay. But we will do a talkies, a movie commentary episode on one of those. Now, if you survive that and you're happy with to keep going, we'll go on to phase two and we'll pick one of those movies as well to do a movie commentary show on. And then if you're still keen, we'll keep going with phase three. I'm kind of hoping that you'll go through it all and then by the time Infinity, or not Infinity, well, um, Avengers Endgames comes out, you're all set, ready to go. Uh, do you accept the challenge? I do. All right. A bit digestible if we break it up into... Phases. Yeah, it's still a lot of films, though. Still a lot of films. Yeah, yeah. and you you don't you're not necessarily a big film watcher. No, I, t- I find that I don't really have the time or the um, mm. patience mm. or the stamina just to sit on my butt and watch films. Yeah, you know, like and do movie marathons. It's yeah. just not my thing. But I'm willing to give it a go. And we start tonight, by the way. Fantastic. Uh, we'll see no. how many we can get through. I'm hoping at least two. Okay. Yeah. And it, what it was the time? It's like at the moment it's seven forty. So uh, we better wrap this up so we can start yes. watching. All right. So and what we'll do? Um, uh, I don't know when the next chubby's up. I haven't, I haven't got the uh, uh, what's the next month? The s- April April schedule up yet? But 
um, that might this challenge might determine how many chubbies we do next month as well. So we can mm-hmm. review those movies in the review section. Wow! Um, of these future chubbies. Okay. Yep. Alrighty. Speaking of reviews, we got some reviews. We do. Let's go on and do the reviews. Okay, reviews. This is our final Fringe review show. We will review the shows that we have seen, plus all the shows uh, we'll do a quick sort of reflection on our reviews of all the shows that we've seen. But before we do, Captain Marvel, um, we'll review that. And just to remind people of my review system, so I review uh, everything out of five chubbies. Uh, what's your system? You've got a star system. Oh, I have a star Just system. Just a, a standard five-star yeah. system where, like, five is, like... Awesome yeah. and one is shit. Yeah, yeah. So I've got... I'm trying to get it up. <laughs> my... I'm trying to get my... Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to get my... Uh, my, my, my uh, get chubby up. I'm trying to get my chubby up. I'm trying to get my rating system up cause, so I can read exactly... Have a go. So I've got a five chubby system. So five is full-on robot chubby, which is must-see. Four chubbies is Mojo Rising, which is check it out. Three is half chub, so take it or leave it. Two is rubber chub, uh, which is sea drunk. And one is impotent, meaning don't bother. I've got, like, fun little titles with it. Mm. So having said that, Captain, check it out. Like, if you're a Marvel fan, if you're not into Marvel, you're not going to watch it. So don't bother, you know, leave it alone. But if you're a Marvel fan, it's not the best outing out there. I mean, there are some really good Marvel movies. I think Thor Ragnarok Rock was definitely up there as far as one of mm-hmm. the best offerings up there in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's something we can reflect on too when we, when you have watched hopefully all the movies. Mm-hmm. We'll do a bit of a rundown on which ones you like the most, which ones you like the least. Because I've, I find that there are movies out there that, I mean, it's all arts or fucking... It's all subjective. Like, there's movies out there that people don't really like in the MCU, which I, I really like. I really enjoy. So, it's going to be interesting to compare when we do that. But, speaking of comparing and reviewing, we're going to do pretty much a mini version of what we're going to do with the MCU now with the Fringe shows. Yes. Now, since the last episode, we, we have seen... I've seen six. Yes. Yes. And I've seen eight. Okay. Friendship. Let's review. So, you want to leave this? Yeah. So, um, uh, kicking off with uh, Matt Ranch and uh, his show More Unsolved, uh, mm. which we saw uh, at the start of March at uh, Gluttony. Mm-hmm. Um, Radio voice. Um, a, a little venue within Gluttony called the Flamingo. Mm. Um, so Matt, very little, it's quite big. oh no, it was quite big. Yeah. That's right, and um, really good crowd as well. I don't think it, it wasn't a sold out show, no. but um, uh, I think Matt Tarrant was performing every night, almost every single night. Yeah. Um, so he is a veteran magician. He's a local lad, mm. and. Uh, this is the ninth appearance mm-hmm. at the Adelaide Fringe, and he's been on the telly, and he's so he's quite he's a, he's a minor celebrity mm. in Australia, and he's been, he said he's been around the world as well. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so he, I mean, it's his job being a magician. Yeah, 
Um, so he was uh, he was pretty awesome. He uh, card tricks that was his forte, and there was mm. this one trick mm. um, that he did um, with the music. With the music, yes. So it was basically music clips, yeah. and there were certain as certain lyrics or numbers or mm. you know suits of the cards were sung. He was just seemingly just magically just take him out of the deck yeah yeah he that, was, was, that was impressive yeah, it was impressive i think that was like his his big piece he said he was mm. working on yeah um yes um he did it look i've I've watched a lot of magic i like magic a lot he uh what he presented was pretty much other than that card trick which was impressive mm. and i think that the last trick that he ended on even even though it's still like a, a, a magician sort of like what it is basically what you typically see in a in a really good magician show. Okay, um, I wasn't. I, I was impressed. I was definitely impressed. I was, you know, I, I'd say I was um, wowed a bit, but it was. It just seemed like the stuff I'd seen before. Um, with maybe a slightly new twist here and there. Um, so I wasn't overly impressed overall. Um, there was nothing new per se, um, but I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, so I gave it four charities. I gave it four stars. Delivered the magical goods. Yes. I said a talented magician offering a couple of new twists on old favourites. Okay, next one. So straight after that show, we saw a local comedian, Thomas Green, mm. and his show Boom. Um, this was so. This was actually presented a in a small venue <laughs> the called Piglet. the Piglet, yeah. um, also in Gluttony. Um So Thomas Green, he's a um, ex-teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's returned back to Adelaide after living in the UK for. Oh, see, so I got years. the impression he was still living in the UK. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, um, was I don't know. Well, I might have that wrong. But he had spent some time in the UK. Yeah. But it was an ex-teacher, local lad. So it's mm-hmm. all. It was. He connected with the audience, and we could make like you know jokes that we all could yeah, understand. So it was. It was very. The content was very much about Adelaide yeah. and its. Um, I guess quirks and the mm. fact that everyone knows each other and you know it just so happened that uh, one of his um, ex-students mm. was in the audience which made it even more stranger. And he had a, someone you recognised from his mm. school days yeah. in the audience so you know it, it was a fun little show it apparently had a lot of little mistakes but that turned out in fa- worked out in favour to him that he was able to turn around and make um Comedy gold. Out of it. I thought he was right. really good. I, yeah, I really I, enjoyed him. I had never heard of him before, no. so this was like a, a last minute um, decision to see Thomas Green mm. and also Matt Trant because there was a, another fringe show that was cancelled. Okay, um, but look, I was really stoked um, that you know I saw him. Um, I gave him four stars. Local lad delivers the local laughs. Yeah, I said local joker delivers heaps good giggles. Four. Four chubbies. Okay. Uh, the next um, show, I guess it was more of a, a gig in a way, yeah. was uh, Beach House. Um, so they're a, uh, a duo from the United States. Uh, they play dream pop music. 
and um, they played at the Mats Lawns at mm. Adelaide Uni, which um, so Adelaide University was transformed into the Royal Croquet Club mm. um, for the Fringe. So it was an outdoor um, show. Yeah. Um, the Mats Lawns are nestled between the Mats building and um, one of the, the new science buildings. Um, it was a pretty chilly night, um, yeah. but there was a really like a lot of people were there. There was even like a lineup to get in. There was a lot of people, but it was like the venue was only packed, half full. Yeah, like it was a big venue. Yeah, but um, it was only half full. Um, but it looked like it was full of people who seemingly looked like dedicated fans. I never really heard of them. I've heard of them through mm-hmm. you. You played a couple of songs that sounded all right yeah. to me. So I was kind of I was curious and. Yeah. Um, you seem pretty excited to see these guys. I was really stoked to be seeing these guys. I haven't seen them before. Um, they've, I don't think they've ever um, uh, performed in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, but I was a, I'm a huge fan of their album, um, Bloom. Okay. And they did play numerous songs scattered throughout the set from Bloom. Okay. And that's, uh, they were my highlights. Okay. Um, I did find the vocals sounded a bit off at times. Okay. So I don't know whether the singer was not having a, a good night right. um, or whether it was something with, to do with the sound. The chill got to their yeah, throat maybe. Oh, look, yeah. maybe. Um, but, look, the, the show itself I thought was fantastic. Um, yeah. You got your money's worth yeah. if, if you bought a ticket. I think it went for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, we did miss the uh, support act, yeah, which I think I was a, a band from Melbourne, right. um, sort of soundscapey mm-hmm. noise kind of band. Um, but, look, I really like Beach House. I gave them four stars. Yeah, um, I gave them Rick. four. I mean, look, I wasn't overly impressed by the music style and that was more of a personal taste mm. um the music was fine i, I as as musicians they, they do what they do really well um they had a great stage a production of lighting and yeah you know s- smoke and stuff so it was really good to watch if you were a fan you would have been a pig and shit you would have had a great time I, i'm not a fan um i think over maybe th- two-thirds of the way through i was kind of like okay I'm fine. I could listen to this like in the background of my home while I'm doing mm-hmm. stuff. But to stand there and watch it was uh, quite a bit much. I was glad there was a bar there so I could drink. Um, but I can't can't take away that it was a, a good performance. So I said, "Well, it's pleasing to the eyes and the ears, but it's not for everybody." It wasn't really for me. I gave it three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Take it or leave it. That's right. Um. Show that we saw the day after was Best of the Edinburgh Fest, mm. uh, which was uh, it was the only show that we saw at the Garden of Unearthly Delights, and it was the yeah. first night that we actually ventured in there. I think and, the only uh, night I went in there too. Um, Did you go in there? Uh, no, that, no, that, that was, was the it. only night you went that as well. That was the only night. Um, so Best of the Edinburgh Fest uh, was held at the Umbrella Revolution um, and it featured three stand-up comics from the UK, Jimmy McGee, Danny O'Brien and Kelsey de Almeida. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? Really good. Yeah, they were, they were really funny. I 
I thought it was definitely worth, like, well, we didn't pay, but if you had paid, you would have got your money's worth. Yeah. Um, it was, the ticket price was, was reasonable and you got an hour's worth of, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, solid last. Yeah. Um, comedy. I was impressed. I thought they were really good. They weren't mediocre at all. I, everyone was laughing hard. thought they all delivered something a bit different and special. And, yeah, yeah I had a great time. I gave it um, four. Yeah, I yeah. gave it. I gave it three stars. Yeah, okay, well, you weren't well as impressed. Checking out. No, I'm. I'm a bit picky when it comes to comedy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't quite really, really do it for me. But um, I remember that night we went to the garden. I remember because we spent we spent a lot of time in Gluttony. Yeah. And Gluttony is a lot smaller than the garden. So although this year Gluttony is huge. It, it was it, they they get the both gardens get bigger each year yep. from what I understand. Mm. Um so Gluttony was the smaller of the two. So probably more accessible, a little bit more chill. Yeah. Where the the garden is just packed. Yeah. Granted, it's full of a lot more stuff, including rides. Um, we went on Ferris wheel, we which was kind of fun because I hadn't done that for seven years, so yeah. it was nice to do that. Um, and we had a look around, but ultimately I was like, I think I said to you, I, I think I preferred the gluttony. Yeah. yeah. But it was fine. It was, you know, mm. I'm not a big crowd person, so, but, yeah, a lot of people like the garden. Yes. Um, it was um, good fun to go, but yeah, mm. I, I wasn't in a rush to return. No. Yep. Okay, and then we're on to the our last two before you go solo. Um, so about a week ago, uh, we saw um, Fringe, Acid Mother's Temple, and the Melting Paraiso UFO at the Attic at uh, Royal Croquet Club. So we're back to the Attic after after seeing Pussy Riot. Yes. Um, so this is uh, top of Union House. Uh, so um, Acid Mother's Temple, they are a, uh, a I, I guess, a, a veteran um, mm. Japanese psych slash freak out band. They've been around for about 20-ish years, 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, um, I heard a lot of good things about them. Mm. Friends were, you know, all raving about how amazing they are. Very um, Friends had seen them yeah. at, um, in Austin, mm. uh, Texas, after the Can psych fest the friend there. was? Particular, yes. particular friend was? That's right. It was Adam from the Dunes. From the Dunes. We, um, we bumped into them a couple of times in our adventures. Yes. Um, during the last four weeks. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. I, I got the first time I've met the Dunes. Obviously, if you listen to any of our earlier episodes, Dunes were pretty. In, well, they're, they're a big, well known band in Adelaide, but they had a particular. Uh, success in the 100, 100 plus one, top 100 plus one in uh, 3D radios. Um, yeah. 3D radios, top 100 plus yeah, one. That's yeah, that's where I'm trying most, to go over there. Most played new releases of 2018. Mm, they um, featured which, twice. They were featured twice in yeah. the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good to finally meet them. Nice guy. So Adam, mm-hmm. Adam wasn't it? Adam. Uh, was it? Yeah. yeah who and, uh, was very excited to see. Um, Acid Mothers. Acid Mothers. So we had a bit of a chat with him. Yeah. And he had seen them over in the States. Yes. Um, um, and uh, there were quite a few sort of acquaintances there as well, mm-hmm. people that, that I knew. So oh, sorry, no, I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of the other dunes there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, look, I was 
and I had listened to Acid Mother's Temple as well. Mm-hmm. Um, had played them on Hush and Pandemonium, so I was like really looking forward to this gig. Yeah, like you I them was, the yeah, yeah, I was just really pumped. Mm. You know, I love my psych. Yep, I love uh, discovering you know bands and etc. But I was disappointed. I was really disappointed. Why were you disappointed, gosh? Because it sounded like noise yeah. and not. Psych, you know, melody where you can, sure, psychedelic music can be repetitive at Mm -hmm. times, um, but, I mean, the point of that is especially with, you know, longer songs, it takes you on a journey. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need that repetition to, you know, get your mind into a certain zone, Mm. but I just wasn't feeling it. No, and you went alone. I was in the same boat. I was was quite excited. Prior to the gig, we had listened to some of their stuff Mm. for YouTube, Yeah, and it was great. It was was really good. Um, But, yeah, I felt like I... I was missing something. Maybe they're different when they perform. Maybe they were doing something experimental, but to me, kind of... I likened it to like uh, um, jazz improvisation, not so good, uh, more noise than music. Mm. And I, I'm really sad to me to say that because, like you, I was I was really excited and was keen mm. and to to really get into it. Um, but I didn't get there, so I gave it two. Yeah, look, I gave it two and a half stars. Too much freak, not enough psych. Yeah. I said, look, I was very, when I wrote the review, I was very compassionate to say, look, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe um, I know I'm not, I'm fairly new to the genre. Um, so I said, look, for fans, you, you'll love it. Mm. Look, I'm a novice and I didn't, I, it, it felt like I was missing a, a punchline to a really cool joke. Everyone else was getting yeah. it, and I wasn't. Yeah. Well, look, um, my friends who saw it uh, have been, you know, talking about it on Facebook, posting photos. So they loved absolutely it. loved yeah. it. Okay. So yeah. it's like, like you, I feel like I've missed something as well. Sure. Um, but you know, then the breaks. And just because we're reviewing all these shows, we're not expert reviewers. We're just sharing what we thought. All art subjective. So, obviously, some people love the show. Mm. We, we went fast. Look, what they do, they obviously do it well. Yeah. Just not my cup of tea. And they look pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, they look like wizards. Yeah. 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 If you have a question or comment about any of our shows, you can email us at iconicevil at gmail.com. That's iconic with a K, evil at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And the last one we saw together was uh, Ross Noble, Humanoid. Mm. Um, it was his, uh, it was the first night of the show mm-hmm. at uh, Theberton Theatre. Yes, I was and really excited for this one. Yeah. Because I've seen Ross Noble a few times and I've always had a good time. Yeah, um, well, I haven't seen him before. Mm. I mean, I've seen him on the telly, yeah. etc. Um, I always find he's better live. I think he's more fun. I've seen some of his DVDs and I think what Ross does really well is his improvised comedy where he's able just to... And, and you sort of go on a sort of whimsical rant and sometimes it lands and sometimes it, it falls a bit flat. Often, more often than not, it, it hits. Um, and even though you were laughing 
I was interested to find out that you weren't um, really into it. It wasn't really laughing, laughing. Like it was sort of. Oh no, there was a couple of <laughs> belly laughs there. It wasn't like no, ha ha. Yeah, was, there was a little water in the eyes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe I was crying because I thought, get me out of here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, the seats were pretty bad. Uh, well, yeah, and that was really surprising yeah. because we were sitting on the balcony, yeah, you know, the side sort of balconies of yeah. um, Seven Theatre, which which is an experience that I've never had. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, the, the view was good, but your view was good. My, I was, oh, yeah. I was in a bit, and so. I had to, I kept sort of looking yeah. around the people in front of me. But yeah, no, the seats were shit. Like the actual seats themselves yeah. were uncomfortable. And they were like seats that sat on like a singular pole. And you can tell like these seats have been sat in many, many times because they were squeaky. Mine was moving back and forward. And I don't think it was meant to. No, it's it's an old theatre. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, I think there is um, talk of revamping Severin's Theatre. Yeah, that's definitely that's those time. chairs anyway. Yeah. Um, and it was only half four and some, there was some really cool seats I was eyeing off. I, I thought about sort of taking well, the seat. Well, we probably could have you yeah, know, swapped seats. But, no. yeah, that was, that was a bit I found, found disappointing, mm. the fact that it wasn't a full house and it was cheap Tuesday as well. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, his it was first surprising because usually he sells out. Mm. Um, but I had a good time. Uh, I, I I did admit it kind of sang down a bit in the middle. It start, started strong. And I think it ended well. Um, so I sort of likened it to a laugh sandwich with a little too much cheese in the middle. I gave it four. Definitely check him out, I think. Mm. Like, if you like your comedy, um, yeah, I think he's quite clever. And I like his sort of whimsical comedy. Didn't sit well with you, though. So what did you give it? I gave it three stars. Missed my funny bone. Ooh. And this is where I leave you. You um, you saw some other shows I didn't get to see. Yes, I saw two more um, with my mum. Uh, we saw a theatrical piece called Games by Henry Naylor. So this was a show that we were actually um, planning on seeing um, a couple of weekends ago, um, but we got there and the show had cancelled. I yeah. think it was it, it was due to the hot weather, or I'm not sure. Okay, um, but it was um, one of one of the plays that I really wanted to see um, at uh, at the Fringe, mm-hmm. and more importantly at um, Holden Street Theatres. It's a great venue. It's um, uh, near Cooper Stadium um, at Heinmarsh. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and it's uh, there were three actually. Venues within the Holden Street theatres. Uh, it used to be um, a, a school church. and a church. Yeah, it's quite an old uh, establishment. Yeah, next to there's the soccer grounds, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, games is a uh, cautionary tale based on a true story, and uh, this is Henry Naylor's fourth production at the Adelaide Fringe. Um, it was set in uh, pre-World War II Germany and uh, the tale is about two world-class Jewish-German athletes and their lead-up in participating in the 1936 um, Berlin Olympic Games. Uh, so the, the uh, uh, there's the fencer, um, Helene Mayer, uh, who was played by Sophie Shad, 
and high jumper Gretel Bergman, um, played by Tessie Orange Turner. Um, so throughout this um, production, um, they must overcome the growing anti-Semitism uh, to win a spot on the Olympic team. Um, it was superbly acted, and the um, the set was very minimal. So it was literally um, black background, and there were three red um, banners, mm-hmm. um, I guess, uh, representing um, well, yeah. Nazi, Nazi Germany, yeah, Nazi Germany, without having the sim- the swastikas. Yep, yep. And um, literally, uh, and it was th- the ground set with two boxes, mm-hmm. which the um, yep. actresses moved. Okay, yep. um, but it was basically um, acted in. You know, one would um, say like her spiel, mm-hmm. and then would sort of walk to the stage or just sit down, and then the next one would. But there was also interaction because it turned out that. Um, Mayer and um, Bergman um, did meet um, over the years. Okay. So based on a true story. Based on a true yeah. story. So, look, I absolutely loved it. It was a yeah, really powerful piece. Um, yeah, dramatic and powerful. I gave it four and a half stars. So why not five? What, what didn't do it um, for you? What, what missed the mark? Yeah, it, it was... Oh, you've asked me this before. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I could. I Just could didn't give wow it five you stars. as much as you. It was. It was fantastic. Yeah. Like people should go and see it. I mean, although I think the season's just finished. Yeah. Um, that was else? the second one you saw at that venue because you saw something earlier that you reviewed, and you also were impressed with it yeah. as well. So I forget yeah. what that was called. That was a one-word performance. Oh, as well. I can't remember I for, now. I um, the. Mm. Yeah, look, I do recommend, um, you know, next year in future years um, during the Adelaide Fringe to to check out productions at Holden Street Theatres. Because you're saying there was a thing at the front there that had um, a list of the performances that were happening or had happened and they all had pretty good reviews. Yeah. So generally the productions that are held there receive four and five star reviews. And, um, and it's great because outside of the venues, like outside, they Mm. have reviews posted. Yeah. So even if you're just hanging around Mm. and, you know, don't know, you know, you may have come for one show, you're thinking about staying, you can, you know, read people's reviews and and make the decision to, um, to stay. So if you like your theatre, that's probably Mm. one, and you're local, obviously, that's probably one you might want to keep an eye out on. Definitely. something I might sort of keep my eye on too. Yeah. As far as someone wanting to watch a bit more theatre. And then you had one more, yeah? Final friend show uh, was 1965 Masters Apprentices, Hands of Time. Um, So this was, um, I guess, more of a a gig Mm -hmm. format and uh, it was... uh, Performed at Grand Central Showroom at the GC Dompolsky Centre. Dompolsky, the Angus greatest convention centre no, in the it's Southern not. Hemisphere. Um, so regarding the show, um, John Pemberton, um, I think he's a, a radio person. Okay, yeah. Um, he uh, pres- like like you, like <laughs> me, <laughs> but better. Professional. Um, he presented or hosted um, this amazing story of Master's Apprentice's early career. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was told and performed by um, original members, Mick Bauer, Brian Vaughton, Gavin Webb and Rick Harrison. 
and uh, their new nine-piece lineup. Um, the evening featured songs of their 1967 debut album, um, classic hits like Living in a Child's Dream, Turn Up Your Radio. They finished the night off with that one. Okay. Yeah. And um, Because I Love You, and that was actually mm. dedicated to the late frontman Jim Keyes. Yep. who died um, almost five years ago. Right. And uh, he passed away just weeks before Master's Apprentices were to be inducted into the South Australian oh. Music Hall of Fame. Oh, so it was a real shame. But yeah. um, he suffered um, complications um, from cancer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that song was featured um, as well as songs written when the band was first known as the Mustangs. Mm-hmm. And um, there was also some newly penned songs um, that uh, Mick Bauer um, wrote, and, and they performed those, yeah. and they sounded pretty cool, right? Like, yep. You know, sort of. True. So they held up to with comparatively to the other yeah. songs they had. Up yeah, I mean, look, it wasn't going to be yeah. the Masters Apprentices because no. Jim Keys isn't there, yeah. and you know he just had such a, a great voice. No one can replace him. Sure, um, but look, the, the performance overall was. Was great. Um, the historical anecdotes um, and the music kept the baby boom crowd entertained. Yep. Um, it was pretty full. It wasn't like B Birdles where it had sold out, but yeah. there was a good presence there. Okay. And um, look, I loved it. Yeah. And I sung along to <laughs> most of the songs. So That's I'm good. a big fan of Masters Apprentices. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it was just. Uh, a privilege to, to see them perform. Wow. And uh, I gave it four stars, the Masters delivered. Only four stars? I gave it four stars. Only four? Yeah. Not five? No, I didn't. Again? Yeah. You, you, you it was, hold it them was back just, on the fives. Well, it, it wasn't the Masters, you know. Okay. It wasn't, so I couldn't. Sure. I mean, it was never going to be the Masters, no. but. It was okay. it was one of the shows. Uh, it was a show that I thoroughly enjoyed. So that was my yeah twenty friend shows. That Your I twenty saw. friend shows. My twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, packed and busy four weeks. Yes. Um. So what we're going to do? Um. I mean, the segment segment's already been a bit big anyway. But what we're going to do is quickly wrap up with just a final rundown of all the shows that we've seen. Not. Obviously, we've reviewed them, so we're not going to review them all again. Mm. But basically, just run through all of them. Well, I'm going to run through all the ones I've seen and just quickly give you what I've rated them mm-hmm. um, as quickly as I can. And what are you going to do? I'm just going to do my top five and my worst five. Okay. So, I'll quickly do mine. So, uh, I'll just I'll say the shows I've seen from the, the ones I've rated the highest to the lowest. Now, I've only given one show five chubbies, and that was Cirque. Africa, I thought it was phenomenal. So that got a five. I gave four chubbies to Schrodinger's Wizard. Am I saying that right? Schrodinger's Wizard. That's the one. Matt Tarrant, Thomas Green, The Best of Edinburgh, Ross Noble. They all got fours. Anna Anastasia for her show, The Executioners, Pussy Riot, Riot Days, and Orion Sound Bath, as well as Beach House. I all gave three. And I gave two to Acid Mother's Temple and Hypnosis Live. Okay. My top five friend shows were Get Rocked with Les Gock and Rick Lum from Hush and Mark Gable from Choir Boys. I gave them five stars. Um, Nirvana, Nevermind the Singer, I gave them five stars. And Dirty Tattooed Circus Bastards gave them five stars as well. That was our 
fantastic And show. you saw those two last shows on the same night. And I was meant to go, yeah. but that weekend I was sick. So yeah. I'm spewing that I didn't get to join you. literally spewing? No. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That, was, that was not before. <laughs> um, I gave um, Cirque Africa four and a half stars and games by Henry Naylor four and a half stars. Now, my worst five fringe shows were Hypnosis Live at two and a half stars, Acid Mother's Temple and Melting Parisu UFO, two and a half stars, Anya Anastasia, The Executioners, three stars, Ross Noble, Humanoid, three stars, and Pussy Riot, Riot Days, three stars. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, what else? We're going to... Um, do a final wrap-up of the Fringe. I, I have some, yes. some facts and figures. Yes. Yeah, but, but just before we do, if you want to – if you went to any of the LA Fringe shows and there's anything you want to share about your experiences, maybe the shows you've seen, um, maybe you saw the same shows that we saw and you have a different opinion, please let us know through, through our social media or our email, which you will hear throughout the ads throughout this episode. So the final wrap-up, mm-hmm. what do you want to um, share? So Adelaide Fringe throws a record-breaking party with 825,000 tickets sold. So um, the Fringe has smashed its box office record. Um, It's a 17% increase on last year, um, the biggest boost in recent years. Mm. So um, organisers say the diversity and accessibility of this year's program of 1,326 events um, alongside, along with the great weather. Mm-hmm. The weather's been pretty good. Well, yeah, all good and very hot some yeah, days. Yeah. Um, but the nights have been quite nice. Nights were nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and saying there was a rising number of visitors and the introduction of e-ticketing. Okay, um, yep. They think that that has contributed to the record-breaking ticket sales worth $19.4 million. Fantastic. Well, that's really great news for Adelaide and Adelaide, the Adelaide art scene. And despite Fringe having to share their time with the Adelaide Festival, mm. WOM Adelaide, and whatever else was happening during... Uh, the Superloop 500. Yep, there you go. So even though they had to, com- to compete with... Uh, well, maybe it wasn't so much a competition because people would have been coming to see those things, but mm-hmm. maybe also popped yeah. over to the Fringe and contributed monies to some of the great um, performers there. Um, I had a really great experience all up. I would give it five chubbies, the whole experience. I, I'm glad I got to share it with you. Um, I, th- it, I think it was really worthwhile having, like, going along but also critiquing it as well, mm-hmm. not just sort of sitting there and, and absorbing it but also having to think about yeah. what we'll um, – um, watching as well and sharing it not just on the podcast but on your show as well yes which we will continue or what we'll actually do uh, hopefully a shorter recap uh this time on um hush and pandemonium do you want to plug yeah. that so hush and pandemonium is uh, up, uh coming up this monday night on 3d radio 93.7 fm streaming online via the web page um digital and also phone app um, tune in from 9 p.m. till 11. And uh, what can I say? So we'll be doing the fringe wrap up. Yep. And um, at the moment, it looks like there's going to be a gig guide, maybe playing some new releases. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Should be yes. a good one. And I'll be on there yeah, as well. You definitely will be. And just like the last episode of Extra, 
Um, I will uh, get a copy of the ep- this episode, um, upcoming episode of Harsh and Pandemonium and make it available near the end of the week up on um, uh, on Iconic Eagle as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can listen to it through the other uh, other platforms, platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. that uh, if you miss the show on the night and hopefully we'll keep it shorter as well because we've been a little over time we did that was my fault that I, was that was literally a um a one and a half show yeah h and p yeah, yeah so we'll that was a bit make it twitter it was, we will yeah, we shall yeah, that's good that's it that's it done and done okay well we got a we got a we got an album to uh to feature so let's do that okay Okay, so our feature album, this episode of Chubby, which is something we've started doing these last few Chubbies, we've gone moved away from the Chubby playlist, which you can still access. There's about 27 or so Chubby playlists um, that you can listen to through Spotify if you search C.M. Morrison, that's me. Um, you can find those various chubby playlists and really good ones um, and songs that you've picked. But for now, we're, we're just going to feature albums. So uh, this this episode, we fe- you, I'll let you um, introduce this band. We, we did sort of mention them a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell us about this uh, these artists, this artist and this album. Okay, so we are featuring local band The Junes and their self-titled album, uh, which was released um, October last year. Everyone loves The Junes. Everyone loves The Junes. So uh, The Junes play psych rock, drone and shoegaze. Um, there's Stacey, who's uh, vocals and percussion, Matt on guitar, Adam on bass, Jess on keys and Claire on the drums. Um the Junes have uh, been around since, I think, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, various lineup changes or additions. Mm-hmm. Um, they have released uh, singles and EPs in the past, but this is the first time that they've actually compiled an album. Mm-hmm. And um, it did uh, very well uh, at um, 3D Radio's Top 100 Plus One, most played new releases of last year. So the album came in at number eight. And uh, the song, um, just because you're not, just because you're being followed doesn't mean you're not paranoid. Um, That came in at number two in the countdown. Um, But, yeah, the Junes, um, they don't have any um, upcoming shows announced, um, but uh, they do or they have gigged quite often. Yeah. Um, they've supported the likes of Moon Duo, uh, which is a band from uh, the States, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, mm. the Murlocs, Orb, Flying Colours. Um, they've played at a number of psychedelic rock festivals across Australia. And really quickly, Flying Colours was um, uh, Mindfulness was the album that we featured last week. Uh, so do check those guys out. We, we got some, some live a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yes, back to the Junes. Um, so, yeah, they played at uh, Sydney Psych Fest in 2014, uh, Visions um, Fest and Lo- uh, Melbourne Psych Fest last year. I actually saw them perform there. 
and uh, the uh, the local um, psych festival is going steady fest, and winter's steady. Um, but yeah, what can I say? Uh, it's it's a really cool album. Mm. Um, yeah, and it turns out that all of the vinyl that they had pressed um, it came in two colours. It's all sold out. It's all sold out. Yeah. Do you reckon they'll make more? Uh, I hope so, and I hope they print some more T-shirts as well. Mm. Mm. Yes, no, we, we um, I think you're a, you're a fan. You've you've turned me on to the dunes, so dunes, dunes, however June, you say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, um, really great band. Um, as we said, we've met. Well, I mean, I think I think you're friends with them yeah. somewhat. I've met them. They're nice people. Red cool. I'm looking forward to seeing them live whenever they play next. So I'll, I'll make sure I get down and check them out. But for now, check out this album. It's on Bandcamp. You can check it out online for free. But chuck them a few bucks because, you know, it's local. And if you want more music from them, it's worth showing them that, you know, there's a listenership out there. I'm, I'm, they know there's a listenership out there. But, you know, help help, help our artists. Yeah. Um, yeah, check it out. Good album. Great album. Uh, well, that's us. That's it. This has been a, quite a lengthy... Oh, Look out! It's quite a lengthy episode of uh, Weekend Chubby. Sorry for all the ums. I've, I've realised I've ummed a lot through this episode. And you've heard any clinking? That's me playing with my jewellery. So, again, sorry about that if that's been a distraction. But, anyway, I've been your curator, Krez. Joined with me... I can't talk, man. No, it's I can't been... fucking talk. That's all right. This episode's been a bit... I'm Margs. Been a bit flat. Yeah. It's, it's been a long episode, but look, I'm Margs. Uh, yeah. Thank you for... Uh, um, for, for having me on board once yet again. Well, you're you're now a staple. You are now a, a co-host. Uh, so, it's good to have you on board. And uh, so, we'll be hearing a lot more of you. Um, so in in coming episodes okay I think it's time to really wrap things up now. it is time to wrap things up may your weekend be chubby uh, have a good one been one of many shows from the iconic evil podcast thanks for listening